What's up, everybody? Howie Spangler here. I am uh, in a hotel room in Tempe, Arizona. Tempe? Tempe? Or Tempe? Right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm traveling. I don't have my podcast gear because I flew. Um, so I'm using the uh, the mic on this new MacBook Pro. It's supposed to be pretty sick. This is the first time I'm using it. So hopefully it sounds good. I guess we'll find out. Um... So yeah, I got in uh, yesterday to Tempe, well, Phoenix, and uh, exciting adventures. They lost my luggage, so that was that was fun. Um, I played the uh, I played the show in my PJs. Uh, nobody seemed to mind though. Um, and then uh, I think the song before last, I had my phone sitting there next to me, and the song before last. Uh, I look over to my phone, I see Southwest Airlines calling, so I stopped the song, grabbed my phone, I took the call right there, and uh, a nice lady named Susan was on the other end saying she found my luggage and she wanted to bring it to me, and I was like, oh, what's up, Susan, and I, I had the crowd say hi to her, the crowd was like, what's up, Susan, so uh, hopefully that's something she'll never forget, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they brought me my luggage, um, around nine o'clock show was almost over at that point but I'm just glad to have my suitcase back that's all you know I, I brought my guitar on because I didn't want to check it because of what happened last month I get to that Eric Rock money tour and the uh, the guitar is broken at the neck it's just split um, you know some of you saw pictures on my Instagram story or videos um, but yeah it was a uh, it, it was like messed up. I had to buy a new guitar and I was just scared to like take the, you know, to check it again. So I looked up the rules and it's federal law that you're allowed to bring your guitar on the flight. So I did that for the first time ever and uh, worked out fine. I definitely, um, I paid for the early bird check-in for the flight home because it was running out of space when I got in there because I was like B45 on Southwest and once you start getting into the like the upper B's like past 30 in your group like you're you're losing <clears throat> the, the best seats and all the storage overhead so uh, starting a little nervous and I found a spot and uh, it yeah it worked out so that was great um, one of my buddies uh Eric, shout out to Eric Hillman. Uh, he's he's the uh, guitar tech for 311. Um, super sweet dude. He sent me a message today with a link to a, a new a new case to buy, so I can stow it. Apparently, you can stow this thing uh, in the belly of the plane, and it doesn't get fucked up. And I was thinking maybe it was something to do with the temperature, because the case there was a buckle missing on the case, so there's a chance that the the, the baggage people were being careless and tossed it around but the case other than that the case was fine it wasn't crushed or anything there were no dents in it and the the guitar was snapped at the neck up by the head so I thought maybe the sub-zero temperatures and then I was hearing people were saying like loosen your strings and you know so and then other people were like don't loosen your strings keep the tension on the neck you know so there's like everybody shouting different solutions and it's like, what do you do, you know? So I loosened the strings just in case they were going to make me check it if there was no room. 
and then I was able to stow it in the overhead compartment. But apparently that's frowned upon because, you know, people, that's obviously useful space that people can be using for, the, for like three or four suitcases of bags. So, you know, I guess I, maybe I look like the asshole, but I didn't want my guitar to get broken again, you know? So, so Eric hit me up with uh, a link to this case that they, they use and I guess all the pros use. And it's supposed to be like built like a tank and sub-zero temperatures. It doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, so I guess we'll try that and see how that goes. So shout out to Eric Hillman, cousin E, he's the best. Uh, yeah, so I started the tour in uh, Tempe last night and uh, the show went really well. Good little Sunday night show at Yucca Tap Room. It's Yucca, by the way, it's not Yucca as I was calling it for weeks. Uh, it's a Yucca Tap Room. And the, the staff was very nice and took care of us and it was it was a good show, man. Um, and the the AC unit has kicked on in this hotel room. Hopefully you can't hear that. Um, so uh, tonight we're going to be in uh, Tucson at The Rock. And then um, tomorrow we're going to be in San Diego, followed by Hermosa Beach, St. Rock, uh, Riverside, The Concert Lounge, uh, The Whiskey Barrel in Hesperia on Friday, and then Evil Pie in Vegas on Saturday. Uh, which is a free show, by the way. Uh, and Hesperia is actually all ages, so if you want to bring your kids, bring them on out. Uh, finally, the tour ends next Monday uh, with a show at Lazy Harry's Bar in Bullhead City, Arizona. And I played there over the summer with the band. Uh, we had a fun time. It was a place kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it was stupid hot, but it was a good show. So looking forward to this acoustic thing. Um, met a bunch of people last night, threw out some stickers, and I have my CDs with me, <clears throat> brand new shirt. So come check that out, grab some merch, uh, come say hi at the merch table. Um, what else is going on? Ballyhoo is going to be doing shows uh, in February. We're kicking it off with a show at One Love Festival again. They're bringing us back. Uh, February, oh, I'm sorry, no, February 6th is actually the start of the Iration tour, and then the next day is One Love. Um, and then we jump back on the Iration tour February 10th in uh, Tucson. Uh, so, yeah, San Antonio, Tulsa, Lawrence, Saugat, Illinois, uh, Louisville, Nashville, Columbus, Cleveland, Indianapolis, McKees Rocks, PA, which is like Pittsburgh area, uh, Grand Rapids, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, which is Algonquin 4, the good land, Des Moines, Leesburg, uh, Annapolis, and then uh, Reggae Rise Up in St. Pete. So, um, yeah, those are all the shows coming up soon for Ballyhoo. Go to BallyRocks.com, get the tickets for that. Hope to see you all out there. Uh, lastly, my Mac Miller cover is coming out this Friday. You can pre-order it right now if you if you still use iTunes and you like pre-ordering the uh, the MP3. Uh, Self Care. I covered a Mac Miller song called Self Care. I don't know what it was. I just I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the song. Um, a couple months ago and I was like man I really want to cover this like sometimes songs just connect they just connect with you you know so um, this one just hit me hard and I love the, the the chord progression and the whole vibe of the song and then the the part at the end it kind of splits into two like another song it's called Oblivion um, where it's just it's a completely different vibe and it's got this old like 90s R&B style uh, with the chord progression there, just love it so hard, you know, so 
I did like a, I did my own version in my own style, and um, I'm pretty happy with it, man. I'm, I'm really happy with it, actually, and I hope you guys like it. <clears throat> you can pre-save it as well on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, I'll have the link on my uh, on my story on uh, Instagram, and I'll throw it up on the Facebook as well if you're following me on Facebook. <clears throat> um, but yeah, go, go uh, check out the. Um, Check out the YouTube, the YouTube channel as well, Howie Spangler. Lots going on over there. I got a lot of videos um, and uh, more to come. Uh, today we're talking about uh, a song called Sorry Bro, which is the, the last track on my EP, The, the Force of Habit. We're, we're ending the track-by-track track series with, with this song. It's the sixth song. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, just kind of rounding it out, going through it. And hope you enjoy it. All right, let's do it. Tales from the Green Room, episode number 99. What's going on? How you guys doing? It is uh, Sunday morning, and I am headed to uh, Tempe, Arizona today. So this is going to be kind of a short one. Uh, I don't have a lot of time. I'm supposed to leave here in like an hour. Um... But uh, yeah, I'm starting that acoustic run with um, Chris Demakis of Less Than Jake, Jason and Mike of Authority Zero, Gabe from Fayuka, the Meager Kings. So uh, looking forward to um, kicking that off tonight in Tempe, Arizona. So if it's like Tempe, Tucson, San Diego, and then I think like Hermosa Beach, uh, Riverside, Hesperia, Vegas, and then Bullhead City, Arizona. And then I come back home. So I'll be home uh, like next Tuesday. Um, yeah, so um, <clears throat> I'm here uh, finishing up the track-by-track track series for um, The Force of Habit that uh, I started last year, last year, last month, I guess. Um, and uh, this is track six. It's called Sorry, Bro. And um, I hope you guys are, like, digging these because this, this has been pretty cool to kind of dig in because, like I said, like, these songs came together pretty fast, and this whole thing came together pretty fast, and um, it was uh, definitely, like, I didn't have a whole lot of time to, like, think about what I was doing, what I was writing, which was also kind of liberating. Um, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, like, overdone, you know? Uh, a lot of this is very raw. Um, if you listen closely, you can hear a few little little mistakes, some of you producer folks out there with an ear. But um, yeah, sorry, bro. So this song was actually written during the girls' session, just like uh, Smash. I think that's it. Yeah, I'd written both of those during the girls' session um, in 2015 for the Ballyhoo record. And we recorded this one um, just like we recorded Smash. And... Again, it was just kind of like it wasn't there. It wasn't fully there. I still had a bridge that was open, and I, I wasn't um, uh, like I didn't. I, I couldn't get my head around the song yet. I didn't know what to what to say, and that can be pretty frustrating. And I mean, I think the return the the recording turned out pretty good, but I didn't. Um, I don't know. Just wasn't. Just wasn't feeling it. Like with the rest of the uh, the stuff, so. We ended up shelving it, and I guess I 
you know, when it, when it came time to make this thing, I revisited some of that old stuff and I was like, you know, that might be a cool song for me to do, um, for this thing. And, uh, it, the way it was recorded originally was the same way. It was like, um, that you had a, I think, I think Donald was playing on a, on a djembe or something. And we just kept it very, very like, uh, campfire sing along kind of vibe, you know, uh, like simple, simpler bass lines and, um, very, very like, uh, dialed back, you know, from like what we typically do. So, um, that was cool, but I just wasn't happy with the, the, the way it turned out at the end, I guess without having those lyrics and stuff, it was kind of weird, but, um, so anyway, this, this was, uh, a, a good opportunity for me to bring it out. So I started jamming on it and this might've been, this might've been the first song. This might've been the first song that I did for this. Yeah. I think this was the first song I recorded for the force of habit. Um, cause I was comfortable with it. Like I just had to revisit it a couple of times and just sort of you know, work it out. And, uh, it, it just felt right, you know? And, uh, there's, there's certain songs that, that I'll write that, you know, I always write with Ballyhoo in mind, but, um, sometimes the songs just don't work out. They don't, it's not necessarily something that you'll, uh, that the band maybe wants to play forever. You know, I got to consider that as well. Um, maybe it's too sleepy. I don't know. But in this setting, for what this was, um, in my head, I was like, this this might be perfect for this. So, so I did. Uh, I remember going live and I'm um, working on it on YouTube, and um, I just I was just having a good time, like like working out a bass line. Like I'm not a bass player, but uh, you know, just sitting there letting it loop and just just trying different things until I felt something solid was coming out. And, uh, the, the drums was very, it's very like side stick, you know, like that. Um, very easy, very simple. And, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to, I think I added a little bit of layers there in like the choruses and the verses, um, just kind of that, that surf guitar thing that I like kind of threw them that in the background. I, I, I got I got that technique from from doing the um the dark sunglasses uh session. We were messing around and uh want to put something cool in the background, something ambient. <clears throat> and there's this plugin called Replica by Native Instruments. And one of the guys I was working with, Dan Weller, uh he we were messing around with the session and he we I had the electric guitar out and I started playing the chords and he uh he's like well put put this put this on there this plug in and um i've got this cool preset and it was very like it was really neat it, like made the sound like made it sound like it was really far away because of the reverb and it was, it was just cranked and uh playing the chords along in the background just made it sound so cool and just like uh i don't know different so i used that technique on a couple of these songs actually um but uh so we, in regards to the lyrics, um, it was, uh, the song is about, 
you know, over the years, uh, Danielle and I, we would go out, especially in the early days. I don't really go out anymore, but um, in the early days, we, we were out like every night, you know. We just were joking about it the other day. Like, we would you know, wake up at noon, one o'clock, sometimes two in the afternoon, and uh, we would go out that night, and, you know, to a bar, a local bar or something. I'd have a show or, or whatever. We'd just go hang out. And then, uh, you know, hit the Wawa at like two in the morning, get a bunch of food, go back to my, my apartment and play video games and eat until like six in the morning and then just do it over and over again, you know? And, uh, when you're in your, in your twenties and you're you're going out like that, um, and she's beautiful and I think I've always felt a little bit of insecurity there, uh, because <laughs> I feel like she's out of my league, you know? So um, there's uh, there was always that weirdness of like, oh, these other fucking guys are around here, you know? And he's more handsome than I am, you know, stuff like that. Um, really, at the end of the day, it was just a bunch of clowns, you know? And I really wasn't that worried about it. But um, I tend to get in these, these, these head spaces where I don't find myself attractive or like, you know, I think a lot of people get like that. So <clears throat> this song was was kind of about those times where we would go out and and guys would like blatantly hit on her right in front of me. You know, and I'm not the type of guy to fight anybody. Like I'm just not like that. I'm I'm not really into confrontation. Like you know, back in the day, I was it was really hard for me to stick up for myself and had to learn that over time. But um. So it's kind of like a funny play on dudes coming over and, you know, trying to mack to my chick, you know, when it was clear that she was with me, you know, because I, I definitely back in the day heard grumbling is like, how, how is, how did he get with her? That kind of thing, you know? And to be honest, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I always figured like I tricked her, you know, because I play guitar. We met at a show, so. Uh, so I figured, yeah, um, I tricked her into it, but, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, she's, she's gorgeous and dudes would hit her all the time and it still happens, you know, but, uh, I guess maybe I'm more confident. We got kids, we're about to get married, you know, it's whatever, but, um, so yeah, it's, it's a funny take on, on those situations and I'm just like, never going to give her up to you. You know, uh, you know, you don't have a heart worth breaking and shit like that. And like, I think the, the core, uh, the bridge that I finally wrote for this during this, this session, uh, years later, uh, it's something about, um, you, it's so like, tell, get all your, <clears throat> so get all your bros, go back down below. I don't really care where you go. Just kind of like, get the fuck out of here. You know, it's fucking clowns, you know, um, in the in the choruses, um, never gonna give her up to you. She's all mine. Never gonna let you take her down, not without a fight. And when I think about <clears throat> that lyric, "take her down," it's like what it means is like because you get these dudes, these like bros that talk about just slaying chicks. You know, oh, I took her down. You know, um, dudes just running through girls. You know, 
And uh, not that that's the the worst approach to life, you know. Whatever. If if everybody's if everybody's down, whatever. But um, when it comes to my girl, it's like you can just stay the fuck away. That's that's basically what it what it's saying. And um, she's coming home with me tonight, you know. And then the line, uh, the famous line in there. Uh, tell me what the hell you're thinking. I'll knock a motherfucker out. No blinking. Um, <clears throat> that was in the original recording. And anyone that knows me knows knows that I'm not that tough. Um, I I probably used to say that stuff when I would get drunk, you know, if I was mad about something. But yeah, I'm not that tough. <laughs> and it's meant to be. It's meant to be silly, you know, but I, th- I was like, what about the dynamic of, you know, this pretty song and then having, having that lyric, having that, to come out, it's, it's like kind of left field, you know, knock a motherfucker out, whoa, whoa, you know, thought we were cool this whole time, you know, the, the music and everything. So I just like the dynamic. I go into these weird moments in my, in my mind where I'm just like, I, have the, I feel like I have the weirdest sense of humor and like the darkest thoughts and people don't get it, you know, like when I talk to people, I feel like I'm, I'm like the worst sometimes, you know, cause I'll go on this, on some weird tangent sometimes. That's why like I try to play it cool at the merch table when I, when I meet all the fans and stuff, like I try to get in and get out cause I don't want to, I know eventually I'm going to say something really stupid, you know, anybody else feel like that? Um, so yeah, I mean the, the song it came together really well um, this time around, and I'm I'm really happy with it. I love the I love the beat. I love how it kind of comes in. It kind of sounds like this like '70s like lovers rock kind of thing. Um, and I thought it'd be you know when I was putting putting together the order, I was trying to figure out what would be the last song, what, what's going to close out the record, and <clears throat> this one, I feel like. It, like when you look at all the songs, all I ever wanted, doing work, smash, friends, which I spelled wrong on the CD, and it's like that again. I got a whole, a whole another, a whole another. Got a whole another. That's not correct English. I have a whole new box of CDs uh, to send out, and they still, they still have friends misspelled. So, so two hundred CDs now with friends misspelled. Um, <clears throat> sincerely, Wallflower. All those songs, I feel like it was a nice emotional roller coaster. And then Sorry Bro has this vibe for the last track to come in. Like, all right, let's just, let's, let's take it home. You know, this is it. And, uh, and the way it ends, you know, it's just, um, she's all mine. It just sort of fades out, you know. And I think I put a little extra moment of silence in there at the end to kind of solidify the ending. And then it just starts all over again, if you're listening on the CD. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm really proud of this, this release, the force of habit. Um, it was something that I had to do, um, you know, because I work constantly on the Ballyhoo stuff. I work on other band stuff. Um, I'm always doing something. I have a family. I do, I do all the dad stuff, you know, there's always so much going on all the time. And it just felt like I needed to get something out that was 
just my own. Like I didn't, I didn't put this on right coast records, which is our label. Um, I put it out on my own thing, my, under my publishing, uh, beachside melody melodies. And, you know, I did the art and, and the art is just, it's basically just an illustration of me working here in the studio. You can see the SM7B right there. Um, and it's sort of like how I view myself, like just working myself to the bone or whatever, like eyes, bloodshot. And, um, but for all the right reasons, you know, for all the right, the right reasons of, of, you know, meaning like I'm doing what I love. I'm, you know, it's the force of habit. It's just, it's just like, <clears throat> it's just what I do. I can't help it, you know? Habits are hard to break. And this is one of those habits that, like, it's generated income for me. I'm able to support a family. Uh, you know, it's it's a labor of love. And I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know? Um, and there, there's definitely moments of, of uh, frustration and stress and, um, you know, self-doubt. There's all of that. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it's, I'm doing something that, that I love and I, like, I built it from, from nothing, from scratch, you know? Um, and uh, part of the reason that, that I can do this and feel good about it, you know, a podcast or a YouTube channel is because um, of starting that band, Value, you know? Like, Value is, is always going to be the number one. And it's the reason for everything as far as my career goes, you know, whatever happens, wherever I choose to go, you know, like, obviously, we're, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna run Ballyhood so the wheels fall off. But uh, hopefully that never happens. But um, this just be like opened up these other channels for me to like get this creativity out, uh, get out my thoughts and ideas. I think my neighbor's smoking weed. <laughs> That's really coming through the wall here. <clears throat> um, and, uh, you know, I'm very grateful that, that you all are watching right now and or listening. Um, and it just means a lot to me. So um, thank you all so much. But uh, anyway, I hope you guys really enjoyed the, the album, The Force of Habit. Uh, I hope you enjoy the the track by track series. Um, like I said, this has been a lot of fun for me to do uh, because it's really nice to dig in. Because like I said, sometimes I just don't have time to really think about what I'm writing. Like luckily, I'll look back. Like there's songs like years later that I'll finally figure out what I was trying to say. Sometimes it's a stream of consciousness. Um, other times I know exactly what I want to say, but you know, this was su such a fast thing. I was also like racing because I, I wanted to get it done for that Eric Rockmani acoustic tour. I wanted to have something, you know? Um, but now it's like, I have my, I've opened up this whole new channel with the Howie Spangler stuff. And I have that, that Mac Miller cover coming out, self care that's coming out. Um, this coming Friday, January 24th. Uh, you can pre-save that right now 
by the way. Pre-order it as well. Um, but it just, especially when I did that, it, it made me think about like, well, shit, I can do whatever I want. Like, like I use DistroKid to um, to distribute my my music, and it cost me twelve dollars a year to get the license to to use that Mac Miller song. So like the idea is like that I I really could you know if I if I'm in a rut like with my own shit and I'm not feeling like the songs are turning out well sometimes like recreating a cover you know making a cover like recreating a song of someone else did that I really love and really connects with me which is what self-care did self-care really connected to me um and then sit here and just make it I can put it out to the world as my own rendition and I don't know it's just something about that like yeah, it's someone else's song, but it's like my spin on it, my style. And I really hope you guys enjoy uh, my version of self-care. It's, um, it's, I made it like really in my, it's like, it's a reggae, like a reggae hip-hop infusion. Reggae hip-hop fusion, yeah, I should say. Um, I don't know, I, I really like the groove and I didn't change much about the end because the, the oblivion part, like that's just so cool to me. I didn't want to, it's pretty much like no for no, you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, like I can just make whatever I want and put it out to the world and it's just, uh, I don't know, it took a lot to get here, but now that I'm here, it's like, I'm so like fucking thankful and grateful that I have what I need and I can just do it. So uh, thank you all for, for paying attention. Um, Thank you all very much for the for the little chat here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on the on the uh, the podcast right now, um, I have to get to Tempe. I have to leave here in about 40 minutes to go to BWI and jump on a plane. So, um, I hopefully we'll be checking in from the road this week. Uh, if you're around, come see me in Tempe, Tucson, uh, San Diego, Hermosa Beach, Riverside, Hesperia, uh, Las Vegas. Bullhead City. Come say what's up, man. Well, there you have it. Uh, that wraps up the Force of Habit track-by-track track series. Thank you very much for, for indulging me and letting me go into this kind of retrospective um, or introspective, whatever the, whatever the word is. Um, if, you, if you missed any of the episodes, you can obviously go back. Um, I did them on YouTube as well, video versions of the podcast. I'm really proud of how it turned out. Um, it's, uh, it came together very fast, but, you know, it just has this raw feeling to it. It's not overproduced, and it's just some cool ideas that I've had for a while, and I just wanted to get out. So thank you all for listening and uh, taking, it in, taking it all in. It means a lot. Um, grab that Mac Miller cover. It's coming out this Friday, January 24th. Uh, and hope to catch you out on the tour this week uh, out west, Arizona and uh, California. Um, well, everybody have a great day. I'm going to get out of here and get my ass to Tucson. Thank you so much. This is uh, Howie Spangler, Tales from the Green Room. Episode 100 coming up next, baby.